You're now listening to a Real Media Network production. Welcome back to Come About, a minute-by-minute rewatch podcast of Titanic. Here we are at minute 152-3. Really? We just... Okay. Uh, minute 153 of the film. Yeah, we just did two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm Mike Brace, and I'm here with my wife, Jenna. Hey. Hi. What happened this minute, Jenna? A lot more of what's been happening. Yeah. <laughs> Chaos. Uh, the ship, believe it or not, is rising higher into the air. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, I think I missed it. Who was the other person Rose was looking at? Yeah, I don't know. It was just another woman. Okay, just another yeah. Person. I don't think it was. I don't know if it was supposed to be anyone in particular. Okay, I mean, maybe, but um, so. You know, you just see some of the same shots again and again just to show the progress of the ship going up. More people are uh, sliding down the ship. Not, like, not willingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Reverend is still saying his monologue. Um, is it yeah. a prayer? Yeah. Okay. I'd say. And um, that must be, huh... I just try to think if I was in like a disaster situation, would I like, you know, people who just kept doing their job until the very end. So playing the music, being a reverend, I don't know if I would do my job until the very end of my life. Yeah. Hard to say. It's hard to say. Maybe if it, I guess, takes your mind off of mm-hmm. things. Um, anyways, and uh, it does go to a scene with Rose and Jack, and she's just looking up at him, and um, she was saying how this is where they first met, so just full circle. And he seems to like that because he grabs her even tighter. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... That's yeah, and you much. hear the oh. "My Heart Will Go On." Yeah, right is playing uh-huh. quietly. And is that light toller in the boat? No, is I don't it Mr. think Come so. About? No, no. Okay. Well, it, it's not light toller because light toller right, is on a collapsible, on turned over. So there's thing. just a boat that you it know, might be. Has it might launched. be Harold Lowe. Okay. Come about. He looked familiar. Yeah. Uh, anyways, they're just looking at the ship kind of going up. And he obviously knows it is soon going to go down. And he's obviously worried about the, the suction of the ship. So he's telling them to go faster to try to get away from that grid of what's going to be going down with the ship. Yeah. 
And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the whole minute, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. What are you thinking? How, how are you... What are you thinking of the movie? You're liking it? Is it interesting to you? You know, what's funny is I criticized <laughs> a couple minutes ago about the stars looking so unrealistic. Now and now we see it. a close-up of Jack and the it's black sky behind black. him has yeah. no stars. Yeah. I wonder how inconsistent that really is. Mm. Yeah. I Do you think... I know it's a movie, okay? I know that. I know it's fake. But do you think if something like this was being filmed, like, live... Would cameras pick up stars? There's no way because they're uh, yeah. You know, the, the boat the still has situation lights and like how they're how the like the settings on the camera. Yeah, but not guess. like if it's capturing those, like it probably wouldn't capture much detail of no. anything else. Yeah. So, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. What yeah. did we watch? Oh, okay. I was trying to think what movie we watched recently that had Leonardo DiCaprio in it. It was uh, The Aviator. Yeah. What year was that? What do you mean? What year did like, that come out? Come, it came out in 2004. After. Okay. So like seven years after he mm-hmm. did this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I didn't care for it. Oh, that's a great movie. I think he should have won an Oscar for that. Yeah. His performance is incredible in that movie. It's probably one of my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio performances. Oh, yeah? Easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Because, like, he, okay. he's just acting the crap out of every scene. And, like, mm. you know, he's got a lot of mm-hmm. issues. And he just, yeah, he doesn't stop acting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, okay. So... Just gonna read uh, a few things about the stern of the Titanic. The stern. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is where they're at, Jenna. The stern. Yes. I don't know if you knew this. Yes. It is not the bow. The peach of the Titanic. Exactly. <laughs> uh. So in 2012, 100 years after the Titanic sank, the entire wreck site was mapped for the first time. Until then, only the bow, stern, and areas in between were explored. Upon completing this, disaster investigator James B. Chills? Chiles? Virtually and in 3D reassembled Titanic. He concluded that Titanic was not poorly built, was not built of inferior mater- materials, and had no design flaw. In fact, she floated longer than her, her builders expected once she struck the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Even a modern-day battleship would not survive the side swipe below the iceberg gave titanic that night really yeah also he concluded that the stern end likely corkscrewed into the sea floor once underwater okay a bit more about the stern at the time of filming uh and i've been mentioning this in a few i think i did talk about this 
maybe before, but I'll go over it again because I'm sure it was in the first few episodes. I of, definitely forgot. Yeah. Uh, at the time of filming, it was believed that the ship broke into two pieces, uh-huh. as shown in the CGI animation at the beginning of the film. Right. But as of 2016, it is now known that the ship broke into three pieces. The famous bow section, the imploded end crumpled stern section, and the middle middle double hull of the ship which had plans which sorry which had planed away and accounts for approximately 100 feet of her total 883 feet of length and sits far from the wreckage near the outer rim of the debris field james cameron acknowledges this error but defends his description of the sinking in the film due to the fact that the midsection was simply not known about at the time. Fair enough. As such, the film is retrospectively historically inaccurate. As such, the film is Mm -hmm. retrospectively historically inaccurate. Mm -hmm. But at the time, it was historically inaccurate. And like we said, we've talked about A Night to Remember. It wasn't known that it broke at all. So it's not depicted breaking in half, let alone, I guess, Jim can't, yeah. There's there's another reason why James Cameron needs to remake Titanic, so he no. can depict it in yeah. uh, breaking yeah. in three in three pieces. But, so um, they're saying it broke in three while it was still afloat, or as it went down. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. So I don't know if they know when it broke. Hmm. Uh, the detached stern section of the full-size set was moved onto a separate tilting platform, which would allow it to be, um, would, which would allow it to be rapidly turned vertically for the final phase of sinking. There were ten takes, each requiring one hundred stunt players to fall from or along the set, while one thousand extras were attached to the railings Ooh. by safety harnesses. <sighs> yeah. Uh, a one-eighth scale model of the ship's stern. Oops. <laughs> a one-eighth scale model of the ship's stern was also used in the filming. It'd be cool to see like footage, like behind-the-scenes footage. <laughs> yeah, we probably should have done that before starting this podcast. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, that's oh. all that I was gonna talk okay. about for you the stern. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go over <laughs> some more stuff about A Night to Remember. Okay. <laughs> yet, and yet another night to remember. Another one? No, I'm just oh. <laughs> So, I'm gonna talk about the reception. <laughs> The reception? Yeah, like how people received it. Oh, okay. Have, have, um, like, um, Leonardo DiCaprio or Kate Winslet, have they publicly, like, said if they've seen that film or anything like that? I, I don't know. James don't Cameron know. liked it? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. It's one of his... Inspired him. Inspired him, like, water, this. like, why he had, like, an interest in... All things aquatic okay. and stuff. So, okay. um, so critical reception upon its December nineteen fifty eight U.S. premiere, Bosley Crowther Crowther called the film a tense, exciting, and supremely awesome drama 
that puts the story of the great disaster in simple human terms and yet brings it all into a drama of monumental unity and scope. This remarkable picture is a brilliant and moving account of the behavior of the people on the Titanic on that night that should never be forgotten. In its account, it is an account of the casual casualness and flippancy of most of the people right after the great ship has struck, even though an ominous cascade of water is pouring into her bowels, of the slow accumulation of panic that finally mounts into a human holocaust, of shockingly ugly bits of baseness, and of wonderfully brave and noble deeds. The film won numerous awards, including Golden a Golden Globe Award for Best English Language Foreign Film, and received high praise from reviewers on both sides of the Atlantic. Box Office. The film was one of the 20 most popular films of the year in Britain, according to Motion Picture Herald. (laughs) I don't know. How many movies came out in 1958, though? Uh, one, of the mo- one of the 20 most popular films. I don't know. It's, just, it's like in Britain. <laughs> There's so many qualifiers there. So, uh, But it was only a modest commercial success due to the size of its original budget and its relative underperformance at the American box office. Um, it's listed as being in... In the money at the British box office. I don't know what. Yeah, I guess so. At the box office in. At the British box office in 1958. By 2001, it had still not made a profit, in part because it was issued as part of a slate of 10 films and all of its profits were cross collateralized. Oh, Oh, that's not fair. Yeah. That's. I don't think they do that really so much anymore. But yeah, like. It was all about right. that back then, like okay. contracting, and it's all like, okay, so I you're getting this money for this did amount. Of... Make its money yeah, back. like individually. Yeah. Uh, reputation today, according to Professor Paul Heyer, the film helped to spark the wave of disaster films that included the Poseidon Adventure in 1972 and the Towering Inferno in 1974. Heyer comments that it still stands as the definitive cinematic telling of the story in the prototype and finest example of the disaster film genre. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film has a certified fresh score of 100%. That's a good thing? That's a really good thing. It's Um, fresh. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it's either fresh or rotten. But Rotten Tomatoes is good. The site is called Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and then it a movie want. is either, you know, yeah. fresh, certified fresh, or certified rotten. So if uh, it's below, okay. like, I don't know what it is, 60 maybe, it's, it's okay. rotten. Uh, it is considered the best Titanic film before Titanic. Oh, <laughs> the most accurate of all Titanic films, and the definitive <laughs> Titanic Titanic sale. It's like saying your first child is your favorite until the second mom was born. Yeah, especially for its social realism, reflecting in the worlds of one critic. 
the overwhelming historical evidence that the class rigidity of 1912, for all its defects, produced a genu- uh, genuine sense of behavioral obligation on the Titanic among rich and poor alike, that the greatest number of people aboard faced death and or hardship with a stoic and selfless grace that the world has wondered at for most of this century. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's good. Like, it was good. Yeah, it has it has some, like, drawbacks and, yeah. you know, but um, I it think just, it, it's... watching it feels more accurate. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. It doesn't, the, it doesn't... I don't know why I said that. Because, like, it's just not as dramatic as this Titanic. Yeah. Which, yeah. I don't know if is more yeah accurate like to me yeah. if i'm picturing a disaster it's gonna be pretty hectic yeah pandemonium yeah but i don't know yeah mm-hmm. which do you prefer uh i mean probably a night to remember yeah. to be honest just like it's an hour less yeah. <laughs> it gets right to the point yeah. you know i have like problems with characters if in this movie there's the not two, really any, it would be yeah i think really it would good. be yeah if you, if you cut out like an hour of things, this movie yeah like and like the problem okay so a night to remember yeah it has charles lightoller who is kind of the main character but it does kind of just jump around with yeah, characters and that story is plot. yeah and like this like um well a night to remember it doesn't it doesn't. It doesn't have like memorable characters. I get like because you know Jack and Rose. You could just say Jack and Rose, and like everyone yeah. knows who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, like even to if you're remember, not, they rarely. Yeah, name exactly. Like it goes so long, and it's like, oh, I've seen that person before, but, but no maybe one uses names. maybe they said their name once. Yeah. And. So it, it's kind of hard, like, it's got its drawbacks, but, um, I don't know. It just, it, like, it doesn't beat around the bush at all. It's just, like, the boat's sinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. And it okay. just kind of drops Like, it takes, like, ten minutes. That, like, yeah. that's not a way it's done now. Like, mm-hmm. if they were remaking this movie today, I'm just specifically thinking about, um, the third class passengers where, you know, you see them for a good portion of the movie making their way to the lifeboat, but then they get up there and the girls get on and the guys don't mm-hmm. and you never see any of them again. But like yeah. I feel like But if maybe it was you do even nowadays, like I think it says that like one of them died on the collapse. Oh, okay. Like, but so, like, you don't know like, them enough to yeah, recognize exactly. them. But uh, then this again has you know, memorable characters, yeah. but a lot of them I don't like. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I don't like Jack as yeah. a character. Um, Rose, I'm liking a lot more. Yeah. This watch through, I didn't like her before, ever, okay. but I'm liking her as a character more. Mm-hmm. I'm liking... Not just some poor rich girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and then just, like, a lot of... Um, the crew members like in this that are focused on like i don't know and then in the night to remember it's really yeah it's just charles lightoller the captain and and thomas andrews get a fair amount of play but then is that necessarily 
historically accurate. Like, the captain's portrayed quite heroically in A Night to Remember. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, eh, actually, Although he wasn't he that great. Although he didn't swim with a baby. No, thankfully hand, they but... didn't say that he did that. Um, but yeah, he was just, like, very confident. He always knew and, what to yeah. do. And then this movie, I think, yeah, kind of plays up more of those accounts that, like, he didn't know what to do. And, like, I get that, too. Like, it's mm-hmm. tough, you know? What do you do? Mm-hmm. You can only prepare so much mm-hmm. for something like this. And then who knows how you'll play it out. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. That should just about do us. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. We'll see you in a minute.